DNR fancast. I'm the DM Ken, and joining me is CJ. Hello! I'm CJ. I play Jacoba. Drow Bard. Uh, and Andy. Hi. Uh, I'm playing uh, Erkan Varkus, the Dragonborn Cleric. And Rob. Hi, I'm Rob. I am playing Hamish Thorleafson, the Dwarf Sorcerer. And last but not least, Ian. First off, guys, you didn't really hit the hello hard enough. Um, <laughs> you do it again. So, hello! Oh, right, my um, bad. I'm Ian. I'm playing Liam Melsier, the half-elf bard. We don't do second takes. We're professionals. Ah, uh, dang it. <laughs> Only amateurs I can hit that bad. hello so hard. So. <laughs> Only amateurs take, do second takes. <laughs> I see how it is. <laughs> Yes, uh, in, uh, the, so in the world. Catering to him because he rolled a 19. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason he did well. <laughs> All right. We'll see so, how that 19 holds up. Uh, we'll see. It, it may be that you spent your luck for the, turn, for the session. So we last left off with you in the home office of Do Not Resuscitate. You have uh, Captain Jeremy Bones, which I really should make a token for him, but I'm just going to use the generic skeleton one for the moment. Uh, you have Captain Jeremy Bones, who had, <laughs> la last you saw of him, he just kind of, he, he was, uh, Umbert had offered him a place okay. to rest, and he said, my bones are weary, and he wandered off to somewhere in the office. Umbrin groaned very audibly at the bad pun. <laughs> beautiful fun. And so Jeremy Bones is off resting somewhere and Umbrin is in the office with all of you, kinda rubbing his face, a bit overwhelmed with the exposition jump you had just laid upon him. Your whole mission into the forest, the existence of a sentient talking skeleton, which defies all knowledge of the undead. And uh he had just assigned you the job to go to the graveyard and investigate the, the cult going on. But clearly Umbrin is not too terribly concerned about the existence of a cult. He uh, gives the impression that perhaps this is just some, like, an unfounded worry. They're probably just kids. Yeah, I hope it's not the gang that we met in the alleyway. It 100% um, is the gang we met in the alley. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> it's it's the uh, guy that Ian, that uh, Liam groped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the head of that gang. Uh, it's that guy. <laughs> and that's had no consequences whatsoever. None. <laughs> Listen, as soon as I show up, he's not gonna fuck around with anything. That's true. Um, did we get any information from Umbrin last time? Uh, no, they, we pretty much left off with Umbrin's kind of exasperated, by the way, I have a new job for you guys, and then we left it there, so you, you can talk with him some more. Hmm. Because um, my question for him would be, uh, is it a cult that only comes out at night, or something? Uh, yes, that is the... That, that's 
That's what I was told. They, they tend to hang out in the cemetery at night and vandalize headstones and uh, perform dark rituals. Uh, I somehow doubt that. Does it say dark rituals in air quotes? Uh, well, his tone was air quotes, but he more gesticulated like he was doing magic. Like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Spooky. How long have they been in the graveyard, Umbrun? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. The report started coming in, like, a week ago. Well, not a week ago, like a few days ago, but they could have been there for weeks and no one noticed because it is the middle of the night. Like, who's going to a graveyard in the middle of the night, really? Apparently a cult. <laughs> or a bunch of kids who want to smoke black grass. Or vampires. All right, well... Smoking vampires? What? <laughs> <laughs> That's only in sunlight. <laughs> oh, okay. Or if you set them on fire. Uh, no. That's your job. Yeah. Indeed. Yes. So I feel like the obvious thing is wait until nighttime and then go check out the graveyard. Well, in that case, I need to go get some sleep. Probably, I feel like all of us probably need some well, yeah, it is already kind of nighttime because you had arrived at Fair Bay at around sunset and you snuck Jeremy Bones into Fair Bay onto the boat over the cover, through the cover of night. Your conversation mm -hmm. with Mr. Honorable probably took the place over the course of tops half an hour. So it is mm -hmm. like 9 or 10 o'clock okay. at night. So you could either go right now, but you've also been walking all day, so you're probably beat. Yeah. Uh, so I, my vote would be, let's check this out tomorrow. Uh, I, I agree with you. Unless something goes horribly wrong tonight and it's already, whatever happens is already done. Yes. <laughs> All right, so... They summon Cthulhu. <laughs> I'm not sure if we've ever talked about this, but what is everyone's sleeping arrangements? Because I think Usually you guys have... a bed? Yeah, yeah, but where? <laughs> I think you guys have stayed at the Honorable Pillow a few times, but that costs money, and you exactly aren't haven't been rolling in, in coin. Um, do I be. even have any? Because I've been buying uh, Hamish drinks. <laughs> <laughs> you might. All my money, all my money goes to Hamish. <laughs> yeah, like you might not for long if you go back. <laughs> oh God. Like uh... there are cots in the office. Hamish just thinks you're a good tipper. <laughs> um, like well, a, that's uh, all Hamish needs to think. They're like beers with optional donations. Uh, I suppose the, the real question would be where Liam's brother is staying. I feel like he would be wanting to stay with him if at all possible. Um, I guess I kind of assumed that you had been renting out like an apartment in town. That would make sense because now i'm trying to remember your backstory he's a younger brother right that you're taking care yeah. of yeah yeah so i i assume you have a house in town that you've been renting out probably something cheap because remember. yeah or even like a room in someone's house or something like an airbnb or something let's see where do we got where do we got yeah so his little brother would be like 1920 ish all right so he's, he's probably doing some of his own work around work. town at that age. So yeah, yeah, I assume you two share a small apartment. Mm -hmm. So so Liam <clears throat> has that in town. Has has he told anyone in the party about this uh, about his brother or this arrangement? 
Um, I don't think so. I don't think also. So. I've been, yeah. There hasn't been much personal talk among the party members. No. And I, I'm fairly confident Hamish has no money to pay for at the honorable pillow. So will he just be staying at DNR offices? Oh, well, let me check. Um, probably. I have, I've, I've got some gold, a little bit. Well, yeah, that, that does make sense. You haven't, certainly haven't been spending any of it. Exactly. <laughs> so it's your call if you want to stay at DNR offices or go to an inn. No, Hamish is cheap. He's going to stay at the office. Fair enough. <laughs> is that true of everyone else other than Liam? I think I would, yeah. He'll probably be staying at the office, too. All right. So everyone is staying at the office to save on coin because the work you've been doing has been unpaid for the most part. Although I think you all did get paid 10 gold for the last job. That's probably why Hamish has gold. <laughs> <laughs> As long as you guys all tracked that, then it should be good. So let's fast forward to the next morning. So is there anything in particular you guys wanted to do during the day before your like uh, covert mission to the graveyard at night? Well, Hamish is going to sleep in knowing that he's going to be working tonight. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Any, anyone else? Any uh, plans? Want to take a day to possibly... Uh, explore free roam um <clears throat> maybe uh take some time to do a performance in the park and earn some money uh sure i am a performer want to go to the my brother town square and roll me a performance check and see if you can uh, uh busk effectively i uh, would uh, want to watch this <laughs> Yeah. Oh, this would also be a time that I suppose Erkin would learn that Liam has a brother, because they would be doing an act together. Huh. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense, because his brother also came from the circus, so they're probably doing a little acrobatics. Yeah. Hmm? Yes. Uh, some, uh, probably some juggling to begin with, and then going into a uh, partner acrobatics routine. Okay, okay. In that case, maybe some hand bouncing. Get, give me two rolls. One, give me acrobatics to see if you can physically handle this kind of thing, and then performance for the flair of it. Acrobatics 16. All right, so yes, you, you are able to juggle no problem. Ooh, and a performance 17. Fantastic. So this is a pretty good show, and you know, this the uh, circus doesn't come around fair bay too often. There's no local acrobatics, so this is a bit of a novelty to these to these locals. So. You guys are, are juggling back and forth, I assume, doing some yep. uh, handstands and, and some flipping oh, stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, pe people are really buying into it. Like, there's musicians and bards that come around, but acrobats? Like, that's that's something else. So let me just roll something for you. You gain 12 gold for your efforts. Yeah! Oh. That's a good chunk of change. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, you, you gathered quite the crowd, and uh, many people were... Many people, were many people were entertained. I'm just laughing at, at Rob's commentary of his dog making all kinds of noise, which I totally understand. Because my dog makes noise, too. All right, so Liam and his brother have been performing all day. Erkin decided to just watch. Is uh, Jakova doing anything all day? Hamish is sleeping in. He's probably just going to be hanging out at the office still. Just, like, <laughs> reading or doodling or is whatever. He... Is, is he wanting to read on anything specific? Um, 
Babied something. Arcana E. All right, so that you could always go to the local library and try and possibly learn about the circle or just magic in general. Yeah. About the squirkle? The squirkle? Squirkle. Fuck, I can't talk. The squirkle. Squirkle? Squirkle. Squirkle's a real shape. Squirkle. Yeah, it's a square circle. Yeah, he's gonna go learn about the circle. Alright, um... What should you roll for that to see what you learn? Um... Do intelligence, maybe? Uh, well, let's roll... Yeah, let's roll a luck check to see if the book even exists that could give you some answers. Right. And then there's a, a question of comprehension, which I would totally allow for Arcana because it's magic knowledge, right? Right. So let's roll a flat d20 to determine if the book, if if there is a book that contains such knowledge. Shall I roll? or uh, You're the one in the library. Right. I wasn't sure if that was something that you wanted to do or not. All right, 11. So... That uh, Roland Arcana that tells me that there is there there are one or two books that might have something in them. Nine, nine. Arcana. Fuck. Okay, so eleven Five luck. Nine Arcana. This tells me that there is a book that mentions something about necromancy. However, it is not uh, what you'd call a nonfiction book. <laughs> it, it is it, it's something of a fantasy novel. But in a fantasy world, that's like the equivalent of us having sci-fi, right? So good right. sci-fi gets the science right, but bad sci-fi just kind of makes shit up. And that's kind of where you're at, where you're reading a fantasy novel about a necromancer, but it's and it's only partly correct, and your lower arcana roll, you can't really parse out the fact from fiction, but you think there might be an element of truth to it but you have right. no idea where the lines start and end. They certainly certainly couldn't tell you anything about the specific symbols that you saw. Other than you you learned a tiny bit about like some of the ins and outs of, of ritual necromancer magic, but not much beyond that. All so right. a day of research, a day of performance, a day of sleep. <laughs> well, half a day of sleep. And a day, a day of, of rest, kind of like late morning. Have some bread. Like, peel off some dead skin from his arms. Oh. As he does. <laughs> oh, God. Jesus. Need some moisturize. Uh, do, do you do anything after breakfast? Because he said it was like a late morning. So I'm picturing um, 10, 11 a.m. Yeah, sometime around then. Um, yeah, he is going to... Uh, find an open space nearby to headquarters mm -hmm. um, hopefully private rather than public mm -hmm. and um, find like a, a, a flammable object that's not gonna like cause a fire in the town and attempt to um, make one of his spells work on it in the way that it's intended to do okay so he's trying to practice so yeah so, so Hamish, after a hearty breakfast and a very satisfying arm peeling, he wanders out of DNR offices. And as so, the setup of DNR offices, by the way, is you have a front door. There's a small reception area. 
Uh, coming in from the front door, to the left of the reception area is a little administrative office. And then behind the reception desk is a door that leads to a small hallway that then leads to the kitchen and a uh, small locker room. And from the kitchen, there's a couple bathrooms. So as he's passing by the reception area, Hamish hears a loud crash and bang in the administrative office. And shortly after the noise, Jeremy Bones walks out, walks out of there and uh, sees Hamish. Oh, hey. Hi. So, did you have a good night? Uh, yes, very, very restful. So, uh, wait, what are you up to? Uh, well, I was uh, just going to go and uh, do a little bit of target practice and uh, mm -hmm. wait for everyone else to get back. Fantastic. Uh, like bows and arrows or knives? I'm pretty no. good at knives, I think. No, 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 no. Magic. Oh, uh, I don't think I could... Memory's really fuzzy. I, I don't think I could do magic, but uh, hold on. And he, like, sprints off into the back room and grabs a couple kitchen knives from the kitchen. He comes back to me. All right, let's do this. Sounds good. <laughs> let's go find something to target. Perfect. And he, he actually follows Hamish around. <laughs> All right. So outside of DNR offices, so you got to look for uh, somewhere open but private. So um, uh, I imagine DNR offices kind of being on, like, the that middle ground between nice suburbs and slums somewhere in that that gray zone right mm -hmm. so the rent's low but it's the, the building isn't necessarily falling apart it's so not, it's not the sketchy part of town but it's right next. exactly it's right next to the sketchy part of town so so property values are low but the quality of the building is still passable <laughs> So, so being that in that little area, there are some sections of town, like some alleyways that lead to dead ends that have like nobody in them. So okay. I would say easy enough. You find uh, a fairly wide alleyway that uh, just kind of goes nowhere. Are the surrounding buildings wood or uh, kind of? Uh, they they are stone but only on the lower half. So like you're, this is an alleyway that goes below the foundation level of the adjacent buildings. Oh, perfect. Then I'll just keep my aim low. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. And so Jeremy holding two kitchen knives by the blades, one in each hand, a skeleton, not at all intimidating. <laughs> he's still wearing his cloak, by the way. So he's in public. He's not just causing a, an incident. It doesn't even occur to Hamish to ask. Uh, of course not. Jeremy is somewhat aware, but he's still holding up, like, knives. <laughs> but you're not traveling very far to accomplish this. So walking to this alleyway, there are some, like, I don't want to say cans, but, like, discarded wood tankards and and bits of junk here and there. It, it's not very clean. Okay. Um, so Hamish is going to look for, like, a broken crate or something like that barrel or yeah, something yeah. discarded and wooden. Yeah, yeah. There's a, a handful of discarded wooden tankards uh, strewn about. Perfect. He's going to make a little pile out of them. Fantastic. And then he's going to back up to about 100 feet if the alleyway is that long, or the entrance to the alley if not. Uh -huh. And um, he's going to target this pile of discarded tankards, but he's going to start off small. He's going to target it, first of all, with dancing lights. Trouble is, he doesn't always pronounce the uh, verbal component of dancing lights properly. <laughs> but he's going to try and get it right this time. All right. 
right. Go for it. Cast Dancing Lights. And then uh, roll magic to hit. <laughs> <laughs> dancing Lights typically doesn't have that macroed, it but it's the same. Doesn't. It's but, the same yeah. for all of them. I'm going to use Firebolt's cast spell button so it'll add all the modifiers. Nice. 16 versus AC. Well, considering that it is a inanimate pile of wooden tankards, 16 is enough to hit it. So, with Dancing Lights being illusory, you successfully throw one of your orbs right at it. Excellent. Well, having successfully done that, now he's going to go to Firebolt. Oh, right. Here we go. <laughs> Watch as the real deal is is terrible. Nine. All right. Nine. So Not too horrible. Not too horrible, <laughs> but you miss. Not by much, though. So the firebolt that you fire goes just a little bit to the right and scorches the, uh, the damp dirt right next to it. Fortunately, everything's a little dank in this alleyway, so it doesn't catch anything on fire. And okay, we, he's going to motion to Jeremy and say, take your shot. All right. Uh, he misses too. He he rolls a nine to hit and and misses. So he, he throws this kitchen knife, and because kitchen knives are not meant for throwing, it doesn't fly straight. It tumbles all sideways and shit, and it lands right next to them. And... Uh, and, like, takes a chunk out of the blade. Which Umbrin's probably not going to be too happy about. But neither Jeremy or uh, Hamish are probably too worried about that. Yeah, Hamish just looks over at Jeremy and says, We're just warming up, right? Uh, yes, of course. I, I I'm clearly way better than this, but I just, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a practice shot. Doesn't count. Your turn. All right. <laughs> I'll go again. <sighs> Even worse. Ooh. <laughs> All right. So. Oh, no. This being a firebolt, even though you rolled a different spell. I clicked the wrong one. But That's sure. fine. We're just going to take the attack roll. So six to hit on an inanimate object. This goes wide. Fortunately, the walls of the alleyway are the foundations of the adjacent buildings. So this scorches a chunk out of the wall, but it's pretty close to the wood part. So... It, if you got any worse than that, you start hitting flammable stuff on the buildings, and that could be bad. Yeah. Hamish is going to uh, kind of rub his head and, and, and say, I must still be asleep. Your turn. Uh, Jeremy, with a spring in his step, walks forward and full body, leans all the way back, throws his arm back, and just throw, throws the knife as hard as he can. And misses again. It was close, but it just bounces off the dirt and flies off again. It's like, <laughs> and Jeremy starts to get a little frustrated. He's like, ah! And he sprints over to the pile without even thinking. <laughs> to go retrieve the knives. He's like, no, 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 I got this. And he tries again without even consulting Hamish. 19, goddamn. All right. Rage is clearly the indicator here. <laughs> so, so with frustration, he, he throws his knife right into the pile and it sticks point first right into one of the cups and it sends it flying. He says, yes, see, told you. And he points right in Hamish's face. I knew it. Hamish kind of shrugs and being very aware that he could possibly set fire to the wooden part of the building says, I think I'm warmed up enough for today. <laughs> All right. Well, at least he knows when to stop. I, I'm just curious. Can we roll like a, a test roll? Sure. What, what would have the next one been? Uh, da, 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 da. 
15. Oh, hey, that's yeah. better. Yeah, you would you would have nailed the next one, but the last one was such a close <laughs> call. It's probably better safe than sorry. <laughs> well, right. If he hadn't set fire to a barn recently, it would have been fine. But yeah, he doesn't want to burn down Fairbase. So. It's too fresh. It's too fresh. Yeah. He, he may eventually forget how dangerous fire can be, but we'll see. <laughs> so. With that, uh, Hamish and Jeremy are, are well warmed up, so I assume you two uh, wander back into the NR offices and wait for nightfall? Yeah, we're going to wait for everyone to come back, kind of have a look around, uh, I guess, an um, exploration of the offices a bit more, because Hamish really has only been in the kind of main areas. Yeah, so uh, digging through all the cabinets and stuff, he, he takes stock of where all the coffee and creamer is, he knows where all the bags of tea are, uh, he, he sees the sink, he knows where all the cups plates and bowls are he takes uh waters over to the bathroom he, he learns where all the extra toiletries are that's uh, very well organized and now hamish has a very solid idea of where everything is <laughs> and he's gonna pop his head around the boss's door and just make that um pointing to his eyes pointing at the boss thing because he's still suspicious oh so so he walked into the admin office yeah so when you poke your head into the he doesn't say anything he just points to his eyes points at the boss nods his head and walks out again all right but something that Hamish does notice in the admin's office that uh, it's set up with a desk and three chairs, like any office. The one for the person behind the desk and two for visitors. And behind the visitors' chairs is a bookshelf full of books and, and knickknacks. And all of it's on the ground. And that's oh. probably what that bang and crash was when Jeremy uh, stepped out of the room. So the boss isn't in there, I'm uh, guessing then. No. Oh, okay. So he, Hamish has stuck his head around the door, pointed at his eyes, and then realized there's no one else in there and sees the mess. <laughs> and uh, he kind of thinks for a moment, realizes there's nobody really else around, and goes to start tidying up the mess a little bit. <laughs> All right. Um, considering that Hamish has no idea how this was set up before, uh, is he going to make any effort to make it look nice or is he just putting stuff up uh no he is randomly sticking things back <laughs> in shelves and piling them on the desk and just you know getting stuff off the floor all right. essentially all right an appreciated effort but give me a flat t20 uh roll luck check because i'm curious like how close <laughs> to the original arrangement this was <laughs> i personally want this to be low 13 all right so, so, so <laughs> Hamish does a pretty good job, right? Like he, he put things back up randomly, but everything's on the shelf relatively securely. It's not just going to fall back over on its own. And if, at a glance, people probably wouldn't notice, but it's not exactly the same. So after those shenanigans, uh, shall we fast forward to Nightfall? Let's do it. All right. Yeah. So we fast forward to nightfall uh this time of year nightfall is actually pretty e uh early because it's about fall time so let's say it's about seven o'clock at night uh, well after dark and umbrin is there with you and um unless you guys just want to head straight to the graveyard you guys can maybe chat about a plan <laughs> oh um, we got a plan you say you don't have to oh, no. i'm giving you the opportunity before we move on first thing that will happen is when he sees Umbrin is he's Hamish is going to go up to him and say some of your books fell over I put them back in, in my office I uh, yeah that doesn't surprise me when I left last night Jeremy here was sleeping on that shelf <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, 
I figured he may have knocked some of it over when he got up this morning. Well, you make a bed where you can, I suppose. <laughs> Jeremy nods along with this, like he just said something very wise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Umbrin yeah. sits down at the head of the table. Everyone's there. He says, "All right, so the graveyard. What are you guys gonna do?" Um, first of I... all, what's the layout of the graveyard? Like, how big There's is it? Probably places to walk around and tombstone and probably some. Well, I uh, assume some of you guys have seen the cemetery, so I'll just um, move you guys over to the map of the cemetery so you can get a general idea of the layout. You don't necessarily know where anyone or anything is, but this is it. So the cemetery is, uh, you know, big enough. It's not, as cemetery goes, as cemeteries go, it's not very large because <coughs> this is a small town, but it uh, it's good, you know, a few hundred feet across. It's got a handful of graves like any other. It's got a. It's all fenced in. It's got a one gate on the south side. It's I'm relatively simple. Is it attached to a church as they uh, tended to be? Yes. In I suppose uh, medieval times, that apparently all fantasy is based off of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, not necessarily attached, but adjacent to. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's what this is down here. Yes. Um, my plan would be to get confirmation that they there are cult-like people uh, in the graveyard, in fact, doing stuff. Like right now? Well, I mean, for uh, I, or that the reports there right now, or that the yeah, reports like, are valid. Yes, confirmed. Could, they could be in the church. Well, they yes. could be in the church. You didn't exactly spend your day attempting to validate any information, so... Well, because you said they came out at night. Yeah, well, the the information that Umbrin has is the information that he has. He, uh, the, uh, Umbrin is, is convinced that the information is valid, but he's he's not entirely convinced of the alarmism of the situation. Yeah, and so going to the graveyard and being like, oh yeah, there are cult-like people there seems like the way to go. All right. So, I mean, I suppose the other thing is, like, we could figure out who made the complaint, too. Well, he, he did tell you him. who that was. That was... Uh, sure. That that was someone by the name of Wilfred Presley, who is, of all people, the head of the Department of Sanitation. I suppose, I suppose I didn't we can go that... talk to him uh, first. Yeah, I didn't write that down in the transcript. Um, I mean, it's, it's evening, but it's probably not terribly late. That I mean, it is like, so. Oh, hey, let's talk to him, see what he... And go check it out. It is seven. However, it is important to note that all the people who are the heads of these various committees are uh, elderly. Sounds about right. So keep, keep that in mind before you go. Like you can. You're, you're, you're perfectly free to go go try and speak to, to Presley, but hey, uh, I don't know how well you think that'll go. <laughs> I mean, we've had nothing but an excellent track talking. Oh yeah, it might it might just be better going dash right there to the graveyard to see what's mm-hmm. going on. It'll surprise no one that Hamish is just sitting off to the side during the planning stage <laughs> and kind of idly yeah. picking at some loose skin and sort of just waiting for a decision to be made. <laughs> I like to imagine that Hamish is just sitting at the 
adult table, just twiddling his thumbs, waiting for mom and dad to be done talking to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not feeling very at home. <laughs> okay. Now, this is out of character question to other party mates, but I have a thing I got called Disguise Self. Do you think that would be useful for something? Um, maybe at some point? We wouldn't know who disguised ourselves as. I was just thinking some random guy that I see when we're walking there and just pretend to be like the uh, gravekeeper or something. <laughs> you could pretend to be the gravekeeper. I don't know what. Uh, like, do we plan on confronting said uh, possible cult? Well, I just figure. Hide in plain sight. Hmm. Tend grave, wait and see if someone shows up. Hamish has a sudden flash of inspiration and goes, Oh, 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 oh. If they're trying to summon things, this cult, we can take Jeremy along and and use him as a as a uh, bait or something. Uh, we're just trying to get information right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's save the flourish for the finale. How's that? Actually, I have, a, uh, <laughs> I, have, I have a theoretical question for Mr. Dungeon Master. Uh huh. Could could I disguise myself as Jeremy? Um, so disguise self simply changes your appearance, but not your uh, height and weight. So if you were in a cloak, I would say yes. It could okay. it, it could like um, give you like a skeletal appearance. Oh, I could. I mean, if we're going that route, I have my. So as long as they're not looking too closely, you would look like Jeremy. Disguise self is a. Uh, is pretty quick and also more or less guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So there's there's that it, options. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna tuck that into. It's an option. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Wilfred goes to bed early and they usually come out at night, it means they probably what the fuck is that? Uh, the token I just put on the map. Yes. It's a kindly old tiefling uh, druid, which is what Umbridge Oh, yeah, is. it is. Yeah. Huh. It's a black and white picture, his... so it looks it a little... It looks like a rat with a stick for a minute. Yeah, yeah. It, it really small and black and white. It looks a little intimidating, but if you blow it up, it's, he's, he's a kindly... He's a kindly tiefling. Um, you should go talk to somebody about his posture. That does not look very healthy. He's old. Okay. You're a masseuse. You can help him. Uh, I, I will be, yes. Uh, I might know a guy. <laughs> um. Oh, Wilfred, goes to bed early, presumably, as to what you're hinting at. Uh, um, well, that that's the stereotype of an elderly person, yes? Yeah. Um, so if these people, if he's getting complaints, he's probably nearby, and... They're making a fair amount of noise to wake somebody up. Would be my thought. So I honestly, I think just hanging out there, seeing if something happens. Should we scout out the area before it gets too dark? I mean, it's already well dark. And we already know the area? Well, then it's done. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Step one over with. That is a much better Jeremy Bones. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on making a character sheet for Jeremy. <laughs> it's a pirate skeleton. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I might need that picture if we're making a whiskey for him. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, no. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, do, is there usually like a guard or something in the area that we kind of quietly hanging out by the graveyard? Is there what? A guard or a city watch that we could get in trouble with if we were just hanging out graveyard? Um, if there were guards regularly patrolling the area, they, the people there probably wouldn't still be there. True. Being a small town, the night shift of the guard is really, really light. Mm-hmm. There aren't... It's probably at the main gate. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, they exist, but there really aren't that many. Hmm. Yeah, so I'd say let's go see what's going on with this golf. Alright. So the plan is yes. to... Stake out the place. To just stake it out. Alright. So, mm -hmm. being 7 o'clock at night, there are still... Like, small towns tend to wind down at around 6pm. So, any other town, it would feel closer to 10 o'clock at night. Mm. So, it... <laughs> Despite being early, it's still really, really quiet. So you guys go out to stake out the place. Let me move the map over to the cemetery. Let me put you guys out here. Let's see. On this map, there are some bushes and trees. I'll just put you down on the southernmost bit, starting with Jeremy and then the rest of the party. Oh, Jeremy is in fact coming with us. Uh, yeah, that was stated as the plan, right? Oh yeah. If he wasn't, yeah. Hamish would have invited him. <laughs> oh. He's okay. a friend now. All right. So the whole party is is there, and and Jeremy is is right along with the party, keeping quiet. Uh, ever since the hand mirror incident, Jeremy's kind of shifted tone from never shutting the fuck up to being a bit more uh, tame. <laughs> yeah, that he's. Not living anymore. Yes, he's not in a constant state of motion and boasting. He's he's still loud when he does talk, but he's not in a constant stream of consciousness situation. So then, well, sad but probably for the best. If we're gonna do a stakeout, Hamish is going to attempt to hide over here by this tree near the gate. All right. So then, uh, let's roll a stealth for how good your spot is. Damn. That's that one. Four! Oh, no. <laughs> so, Hamish is the stealthiest. Oh yeah, Hamish is, is wonderful. So, Hamish, I'm pretty sure he thinks he's hiding in the dark shadows and is completely invisible, but he's kind of standing on the edge of torchlight and is well visible. If someone's not paying attention, they may overlook him because he's holding still. But if anyone's on the lookout for a, anyone, Hamish would be spotted. But he's not necessarily aware of that. Um, Jeremy's actually taking a shine to Hamish, so he's going to join him. And oh. Let's, oh, no. let's roll stealth for him. 14. Ah, see? Jeremy is silent <laughs> as the dead. <laughs> Jeremy doesn't have to breathe, oh. so he can just, like, collapse on the ground and be fine. Yeah, no, so he's actually leaning against the tree. And yeah, the fact that he can hold perfectly still, which is uh, unsettling to most, but considering Hamish, he probably doesn't notice or care. <laughs> but that, yeah, that perfect, that perfect still, uh, stillness is definitely working in his favor. Anyone else gonna hide near gates or away from gates? What's the situation? 
Uh, I'm going to roll and then see, have that dictate a little bit as to what I Uh, sure. A 15 is not bad. So, I feel like, oh, so those are the two gates. Yes. Two gates? Okay. Yeah, there's, there's two gates on the south side. According to this map. Uh, there is a tree, like, right up against the corner between the gate and the church. So yeah. hiding up in that, being um, several paces away from the gate and away from light and being in the leaves at night okay. would definitely be a great place for an acrobat to hide. That was my thought. It was either that or on top of the building. So let's go within the tree. Uh, top of the building would be a bit of a trek. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be up in the tree. I reckon would like to hide over here in the tree. <laughs> in the tree, following well, Liam's example, right next to the gate. But roll yes. stealth. It, <laughs> this may determine yeah, how how flimsy this tree is, more than anything. Nineteen. Ooh, Ooh this tree is bigger than Liam's tree. Because hiding in a tree, I think, is generally pretty good at night. And uh, so mm -hmm. 19 tells me that, like, the, the tree's not, like, quivering under the weight of Erkin. It, it needs to be a big tree. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Last one. Uh, Erkin is painted up as a gargoyle and just part. <laughs> yeah. Jacoba, what are you doing? What's your plan for the stakeout? Uh. I am not sure. Is this is the thing right here open or is it locked? Uh, the gate or oh, you the mean the building. the church? Uh, the church, church is is locked up for the night. It's locked up for the night. Yeah. So I can't sneak in and just look out the window. Take a nap in the church. Yeah. Uh, I suppose you could head behind. I'm assuming. Um, oh, those are sarcophagus. Is that what they are? Uh, yeah, there's, there's like a whole mix of things. There, it, it, Within the graveyard itself, there's a lot of really simple tombstones or headstones like you'd imagine. But yeah, there are uh, several like uh, sarcophagi and a couple statues of like honored paladins in the past. Mm. And most of whom, like most of these are quite, quite old. Like there hasn't been a truly honored paladin at this particular temple for quite some time. Hmm. Because like, if there was a mausoleum, that might be place not inside but around because they're vague. Um, yeah, no, nothing truly like a mausoleum. There are some statues that you could probably hide behind, potentially. Uh, where are statues? Unless I'm stupid. Um, Just hide down. What looks like an open stairwell here. That can't go long at all. <laughs> well, this is, this is a map I like totally ripped. Gladly. This is a map I totally ripped off. So let's assume that these two gold mausoleums in the middle are actually statues of, of paladins on a little raised platform. Not terribly huge, but a good, you know, seven, eight feet tall with a good, like, would, five foot square base. Would there be enough room for me to be wedged in right there? Uh, between the statues? Yes. Oh, like, behind the statue. The yeah, statue yeah. in the uh, wall yes. gate thing. Yeah, yeah. There, there's, there's definitely a good. There's only a couple feet between the raised platform and the gate, but the platform's only raised a couple feet. So between the statue and the gate, yeah, or the fence rather, there's plenty of space. Um, yeah, fuck it all. Sneak on up there and attempt 
to hide. Stealth. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good. That's a decent spot. All right. Um, so as long as they come in the gate near myself and Erkin, yeah. everything will be fine. <laughs> yeah. Give me a second. I never uploaded this particular token. I thought I'd forgotten to get it all together, but I have it right here. So hey, me. man. It's dark. I have a dark coat on. Right. Maybe I'm blending in. Alrighty. So, you guys start to stake this out, and after about an hour or so this young man starts to walk up alone and he's about six feet tall looks to be about 17 years old dressed uh, in pretty good shape dressed in leathers and has a bright red pauldron on one shoulder and he he walks up with uh an absolute swagger and um does he look familiar um uh, to Erkin, absolutely. To Liam, you've been in town a little bit, so you could definitely roll. Um, hmm. I hate that there's no streetwise. Um, roll like a, an intelligence check to see if maybe you've seen him around while you were performing. Because hmm. he is from around town. Wouldn't that be... Um, perception is under wisdom. You are... Would yeah, a perception check yeah. be better? Correct. Yeah, perception makes way more sense. Oh, okay. Actually, a perception check. Yes. All right. 19. All right. Yeah, you have you have seen this man around, but you don't necessarily, like, know his name. You don't know who people around town. But Erkin, being he, a local... He's not He's not a teenager that I tried to... <laughs> no, no, was no. Was he no. in the group? It wasn't in the group. No, no, no. He, he was definitely not a member of the gang. Okay. Ur Urkin, on That's the other hand, the part. I'm, I'm remembering, remembering this correctly, right? Urkin's the local. Yeah. Yeah. So having grown up here, you know this young man as none other than Jimmy. It was mentioned in the text chat that the token I chose for this man is that he looks like a total douche. And you would be correct. <laughs> <laughs> you would be correct. Jimmy is what could be described as a complete douchebag. He's a young man that's been into some kind of trouble here and there, but it's Jimmy's been on this new kick for about a couple months now, because a few months ago, the the Red Fang came around Fairbay, made <laughs> made uh, like a, a, a huge mess of things, kind of was a terrible gang. They got, they left pretty quickly, they weren't welcome, but Jimmy absolutely fell in love with their rebellious spirit and everything, so his name's not really Jimmy. Everyone, everyone in text chat's going, first Jeremy, now Jimmy. <laughs> His name isn't really Jimmy. It's even more confusing than that in hindsight. It's James Johnson. <laughs> what was that? His, his real name is James Johnson, but Erkin knows very well that he hates being called James. He wants to be called Jimmy. And the red pauldron on his shoulder, while leather... It's not stained red. It is painted red, which is oh, Christ. Which it's is a solo cup. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's all yeah. Almost God. looks like a solo cup. It's not what you do. That's not. He is a wannabe. That's not what you want to do. He what is, is the quality of the paint? Uh, well, let's roll a flat d twenty and find out. Roll for paint. Eighteen. All right. So at least you did a good job with it. Yeah, yeah. The paint is pretty good. It's 
you know, even though it's lacquered leather, you're not supposed to paint it. That's not what you're supposed to do. But it, it's, it hasn't flicked off, right? But it is really shiny. <laughs> it, like, it doesn't add up. It, it, Urkin remembers the red fang going through. None of the red pauldrons were this uh, baroque. <laughs> they were... <laughs> <laughs> They were, they were stained red, like so deliberately intent with the intention of making it look like they was dipped in blood. But everyone knew that they weren't. They were just a bunch of assholes. But he's like, well, they've got the red shoulder pad, so mine needs to be even more red, so yeah, I can be even more them. That is definitely the distinction you get. <laughs> oh, <God>. So, <laughs> yeah, Urkin well knows that 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 Jimmy is is a bit of a fanboy. He's been telling everyone that he's a member of the fang ever since they left cuz like when they came through like you know they 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 uh, recruited him and they're going to come back for him any day now and but he's been saying that for like 3 months. <laughs> so I just, I just paid the dude now. <laughs> <laughs> so he he walks up uh, with a swagger in his step and he leans against one pole opposite of Urkin at the gate. And he seems to just be waiting. And he hasn't noticed either Liam or Erkin, who are the two people closest to him at this gate, because Jeremy and Hamish are at the opposite gate. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Real quick, I want to say that I forgot about Jimmy. <laughs> you forgot? <laughs> I forgot about Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, behind the scenes, we, we talked about this character a while back, and uh, I was going to introduce him in episode two, but never quite it, the moment never really came up in, in those antics, and then in episode three you were out of town, so I figured this was a good moment to bring in Jimmy. I 100% forgot about Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Same to be honest. And I didn't name Jeremy, so that's not my fault. <laughs> Jimmy existed first, and y'all named him Jeremy, so it's confusing because of you, not me. Don't blame me. For um, this. <laughs> Ian, so. You say Liam's going to get bored after a while. How, about how long do you think Liam would last before he gets bored? Um, if Liam's ADD is uh, anything like mine, he's got anywhere between five and ten minutes. Well, it's been about an hour before Jimmy showed up, so... Oh, which yeah. is really strange. I, I, I imagine he's being rather fidgety in the tree. Oh, you got, yes. So, you got distracted no. by a butterfly. So let's roll. <laughs> so let's roll stealth to see how loud your fidgeting is. I'm so sorry, guys, but uh, we already established that uh, Liam's got ADD as well. Yeah, yeah, he's yep. short attention span. Your actions will have consequences. Oh, I know. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. right. So... Shakova will remember this. <laughs> so I'll say for the last 45 minutes or so, and Erkin has definitely been hearing this, Liam's been shifting. Like, he can't find a comfortable place to sit and lounge in the tree. Oh, so no. every time he wiggles his butt, the leaves rustle a little bit, and he, <laughs> he's he been like... I also, like, need to be doing something with my hand. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, like, you start picking up, you like, breaking off twigs off of the tree and snapping them yeah. a little bit, piece by piece. So you hear this little... Like, really quiet, but it's there. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and... And like I said before, the town is really quiet, because small towns go to sleep at, you know, seven or eight. So mm -hmm. 
Urkin, to Urkin, like, trying to be as quiet as possible, this is super loud. And at so, first, so. when Jimmy walks up, he's, like, crunching on the grass, and he's not really hearing. He's walking with this exaggerated swagger to step, you know, arms out, or elbows out, shoulders swaying. And then he leans against the gate, folds his arm, and leans against it. And then after a few moments, he'll pick up on the rustling and the snapping. And mm -hmm. his first instinct isn't necessarily that it's a person. Like, maybe it's just a squirrel. Mm -hmm. Now, roll perception to see if you notice him noticing this. Okay, my incredible... Oh, yeah, 12%? <laughs> All right. Yeah, it, it's, it's not hard because he was not quiet approaching this gate. So mm -hmm. you're aware of him. You've taken notice that he's noticed. So so what, what's your course of action? Um, what kind of, um, what kind of fence is surrounding the graveyard? Is it like a fence or is it like a, it's like an iron wrought fence. So there's, there's, okay. there's like stone columns every, you know, 10, five clearly, or 10 feet or so. Clearly visible through it. Yes. Um, let's see. My, my instinct is that like, I can't sit still anymore. Um, I need to not be here right now. Um, well, you are adjacent to the church, so there is yes. potential for you to acrobatically get out of the tree and around the corner of the church sneakily, but that's going to be tough because moving out of the tree is going to cause rustling. Plus, Jimmy's already kind of looking at you, so you're welcome to try, but <laughs> I'm telling you yeah. now, it's, you're probably well aware that it's a long shot. Yeah. So all this time in the text chat, Hamish has been holding still as a stone, which doesn't surprise me. Hamish strikes me <laughs> as the kind of guy who could just hold perfectly still for hours on end. <laughs> He's been training this. I have an idea. He's very grounded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he knows what his mission is. Um, let's see. What do I have on me? Do, 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 do. Erkin's is not enjoying the stalemate. <laughs> I know. Well, also, Erkin knows exactly who who Jimmy is, and he knows that Liam's there, and he knows that Liam is fidgety. So this. Yeah. I imagine Urkin is ready, right? He's ready for I, shit to I, go down. I'm a ball of sweat. <laughs> this is bad mm. time. All right, Liam. Can Hamish actually see any of this, or is his view blocked by the trees since he hid um, so far away at the other gate? Uh, let's roll perception. I'd say based on, like, it's pretty much a straight line along the fence. So there's a chance mm. you could have, like, partial vision of this. And he's leaning against the gate. So depending on your exact positioning, uh, you could roll a per perception to see if, for one, if you have line of sight and you notice it. Four. Nope. He is... Nope. <laughs> you have no... He's looking in the other direction. Uh, the other gate's just completely blocked by trees. There's no way. Um, he's, he's, so... He's kind of zoned out. It's kind of a meditative state for him <laughs> to hold still for this long. Um, <laughs> He's probably not even noticing how, the passage of time. Um, how dark is it? Um, like over 
here. Um. Oh, like around the corner by the church. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I would say that because, unlike in movies, torches do not burn forever. I would mm -hmm. say that by and large, it's pretty dark around here. A, uh, it would really only be light if someone carries a torch with them, which uh, Jimmy did not because he, it's a clandestine. Yeah, he's he's bird. trying. You're not entirely sure his intent, but he didn't bring a torch with him. But he's also not walking quietly, so mm -hmm. <laughs> hard to say. Yeah, um, not helpful, gang. Am I able to sound? If you create a sound, boom. Okay. Um, uh, I would like to use minor illusion. Um, I want to create the sound of a couple of cats kind of getting into a scuffle. Basically, like, right here in the graveyard. Okay, it's like, cover up the sound of you moving. Yes. Okay, alright, fair enough. I'll, I'll even allow for it to like generate from you with tree rustling so it looks like so it sounds like the, the the noise came from cats in the tree and now you're fighting i think that's a great yeah. idea yeah all right so all right now the question is can you like so so this will lower the check for what needs to happen the the acrobatics check still needs to happen so you can like hop down from the tree onto the uh, stone pillar of the fence and get around the corner without you know breaking your neck but the stealth mm -hmm. check will be a bit easier. So first, let's roll acrobatics to see if you can do that smoothly. I assume you can. I hope so. Of course, I say that <laughs> and I jinx it. Always makes me very sad when I do bad and I. Yeah, like. Yeah. Oh, yes. oh. You. I am graceful as one of those angry cats. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, you are graceful as fuck. That's a twenty-two on acrobatics. You absolutely nailed this. So you jump out of the tree, and with one toe, you barely touch off of that stone pillar, and you make it right around the corner in no time. So now stealth do you have a very low profile doing this or do, do your like performance instincts take over and add a little flourish 17 all right because i the... am smart enough to not add a flourish <laughs> all right 17 for stealth thank god perfect all right so yeah you make it around the corner without incident the noise of the cats fighting has definitely drawn jimmy's attention but he didn't see you get out of the tree so all the noise is like not suspect and and i assume you use the you make it sound like they run off, and you have safely yeah. made it around the corner. I mean, you'll also hear me running, which would be a very large cat. It's a fat cat, okay? <laughs> Stop judging his diet, okay? Nice. <laughs> there are some um, big cats. Yeah. And I'm, I'm probably going to head over to here. All right, so you head to the far northeast corner of the graveyard behind uh, a sarcophagus of a paladin. Where it's probably safe for me to be a little fidgety. Yeah, yeah. Away from potential incoming people. I'm gonna see if Hamish heard the uh, cat noise. Alright, well that's a really, really low check, so... Alright, 18. Absolutely you hear the cat noise. So since he can't see, he's gonna try and adjust his position very slowly and stealthily. Yeah, You know so what I'm picturing right now? Over there. I I'm picturing that Hamish thinks himself like Drax. <laughs> from uh, from Infinity War. I feel like we're trying to sabotage our own. Oh, the whole uh, I, you can't uh, see me. I exactly. The I'm holding so perfectly still. still okay. I am invisible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hamish, 
you are able to do an intelligence investigation check to see if that sound was created by a minor illusion, if you so choose. That is true. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You can roll an investigation. Oh, yeah. That, oh, that yeah. definitely um. beats his, his spell save DC. It's definitely not 21, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, it is not 21. Yeah, with your stats level, I'm guessing it's got to be like, what, 13, 14 tops? Um, probably your spell. Alright, save DC. 14! Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guessed correctly. So it's definitely yes. not 21. So Hamish hears the hears the cat sounds, but recognizes some of the telltale like... Alright, so how, how does Hamish interpret this as being an illusion? He recognizes it as my voice. <laughs> well, it, it's magic, so you can recreate sounds. <laughs> but... Recreate sound, yeah. My well, my gut instinct is that Hamish's memory is just so perfect that he recognizes like the exact waveforms of a cat bite that they had heard earlier. <laughs> sure, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but even though he recognizes it's an illusion, it's going to be an indication to Hamish that someone has arrived, something's happening, and he can't see. That so he's still, so he's still gonna stealthily edge forward um, towards the gate nearest to him to see if he can get a better view. Okay. Alright. Well, you're far enough away that you can go ahead and roll a stealth, but as long as it's not a critical failure, which I know I'm tempting fate by saying that, <laughs> you're not gonna, like, do anything so... You're not, like, gonna bump into the gate and it's gonna make a horrible screeching sound. Like, you're, sure. you're many feet away. Or you are going to bump into the gate and it's gonna make a horrible screeching Alright, well, noise. roll stealth and see that's what happens. Nah, C-17. Oh, the entire gate falls down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. no, no, no. A critical one would be just that. He, he tries to lean forward, accidentally bumps the gate, it's all squeaky, but that's not what happens. He, he does manage to, like move without drawing any attention to himself and get a better line of sight and not even going to make you roll perception for that because it's really not that far you do see leaning against the other gate a, uh, a form of a person it is dark okay. so you're not entirely sure uh, who it may be or what's going on but you do recognize that someone is there well I trust my comrades to deal with it since he's over in their area and I'll just keep my eyes locked on him for the next move <laughs> all right so so as unless someone else is going to take any further action some time is going to pass because jimmy's not moving from his position so this is a, this is a stakeout situation so as long as no one else uh, is moving nope all right so uh yeah liam has now got a safe place to fidget about another hour passes and by before. and about oh, at about 9 p.m you start to hear voices in the distance. Like, there's a small crowd of people kind of talking amongst themselves, wa walking towards the, the area. So, let me pull up some tokens so that you know where they are, but that's about it. These aren't necessarily indicators of who these people are. So there are five or six of them. The ship guards. <laughs> yeah, right? This, this is a generic, like, human fighter token I have. That's a lot of people. Oh, that's a few. Okay, so... That's the, a lot of people. <laughs> you hear these voices coming in, right? There are six of them. And as they approach this gate, 
they, they, they approach the east gate where Urkin and Jimmy are. Um, Urkin, feel free to roll a perception check on this crowd of people for me. With pleasure. 12. Not a terribly high check because they're not being quiet or anything, but these are a group of teenagers. Definitely not the same teenagers you met a few days ago. Well, over a week ago at this point. But they're, they're definitely just a group of teenagers all dressed in, like, blacks and, and uh, jewelry and, you know, a bunch of goth kids. And they're all just kind of laughing and ch and chatting like teenagers do. And they just kind of, like, waltz right in. And with that perception check, you do notice that they glance at Jimmy and Jimmy glances at them. But they otherwise don't really acknowledge each other. And they just... Uh kind How of old is jimmy approximately huh how old is jimmy 17 17 yeah he, he's about their age to be honest <laughs> all right. so they all kind of like spread out throughout the uh the graveyard and just kind of lounge about and hang out and start chatting is that, is that all they're doing uh pretty much yeah they're just hanging out they're they're, they're chit-chatting some of them uh start smoking black grass it has a very telltale smell, although Liam's probably a little far away to, to smell it. Mm -hmm. he, he's on the uh, far... Not. He's on the... Yeah, J Jacoba's like right next to them. So in the <laughs> word picture, the graveyard is something like 200 feet by 80 feet. It's very, very wide and narrow. Um, spread out across it are various uh, headstones, and in the back row, there's there are some sarcophagi and a couple statues of famous paladins of Kord. Currently, Liam is on the far east side, hiding behind a sarcophagus. Jacoba is in the middle, hiding behind one of the statues. Urkin is uh, at the east gate. There's a uh, gate. There's a iron rot fence going around the south side of the graveyard. Uh, there's a gate on the east and a gate on the west. Urkin is in a tree next to the east gate. Jimmy is also there, and uh, Hamish is by the west gate with Jeremy. With that perception. Um, Erkin can tell that Jimmy is, like, staring at them. Uh, this group is about half and half uh, boys and girls, and the the goth girls are, are rather pretty, and Jimmy is staring at them. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Hamish is going to... Um kind of drop to the ground and crawl through the gate behind those tombstones to get a closer look. Okay, so so the goths um, I neglected to mention that uh, one or two of, of these kids do have torches, so they, they are lit so that there is light. So Hamish is going to move from outside and A couple of them have black grass and they are also lit. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> they, these, these guys... Da, 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 da. Da, yeah, they're, they're blazing it up. So Hamish is going to attempt to sneak into the graveyard behind some of the headstones on the west side of the graveyard. Yeah, he's going to try to move to around about there. Alright. Uh, yeah, it's about 20 feet away. So... <laughs> um, feel free to roll stealth. They It won't be a terribly high check because they are chit-chatting among themselves and, and getting high like teenagers do. <laughs> especially goth kids in graveyards. It's a pretty common thing, but uh, I'm right. glad it's not a very high check. Yeah, yeah. So not a very high roll. Twelve is not bad though. So yeah, he, he sneaks along. The uh, the teenagers are really like all facing away from him. They're gathered around the roughly the middle of the graveyard, and okay. then 
and they're all just kind of facing around each other like a bit of a circle. And I'm trying to hear what their conversation is. All right, roll perception. All right, that's better. 16 perception. So the conversation among teenagers is a lot of slang that you probably don't recognize, and the parts you do pick up on seem to be like a lot of gossip about other teenagers. You know, you, you mention some names thrown around and how this person's so dumb and how, you know, this person's too mainstream and, and, and stuff like that. Like, really very superficial kind of conversation. Like, nothing terribly deep. <laughs> they are, like, they're just BSing. And, like, nothing terribly illegal or dark is going on, as far as you can tell. Doesn't they, seem like a cult, then. Uh, well, I mean, they are dressed, like, unusually in unusually dark colors, which is out of the ordinary for most people. But they're also teenagers, so whatever. But that depends on Hamish's perception of, you know, dress. Um, okay. Well, he's going to hold tight there and... and just listen for anything suspicious alright so um, is anyone else taking action or is anyone going to move or listen Jacoba's pretty close to them so you could also roll perception to see if he picks up on anything did Jeremy do anything ask. when Hamish moved um no <coughs> oh. perception seven he's, he's not hearing a whole lot with the seven perception his ass is asleep and he's too focused on that. Yeah, he's really uncomfortable. He's been here for a couple hours. It's cold. He's sitting on stone. It's just not, not the best. Stakeouts suck. <laughs> so so after a while, these these teenagers like eventually start to stand up and wander around because they're also kind of fidgety. And, and some of them start to like pull out chalk and start like marking a squiggly. They start like tagging, like graffitiing on these uh, tombstones and and on the statues and stuff. So that that part would be construed as minorly illegal. <laughs> Did you say with chalk? Yeah, yeah, with, with chalk. They're 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 marking. But I don't think uh, Urkin is in a position he could roll perception on on the mark. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, no. Eight. <laughs> yeah. They're the body's kind of blocking as he's drawing, so you can't even tell. That just know that there is some vandalism happening. Probably distracted by Jimmy because you know exactly who he is. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> Great. Uh, Liam, are you taking any actions during this? You're kind of far away from the teens, but they, uh, you're well aware that they're there because they're not being quiet and you are muted. Um, I'm yelling at you while muted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> um, yeah. For the record, like, you were like, Ian, you're still muted. And I'm like, yeah, well, I don't need that, dude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, um, my thought is that, like, we know they're there. We don't need to be here anymore. Um, and um, we'll be done with just sitting around doing nothing. Uh, so it would be signaling to the rest of the guys that it would be a good idea to leave. Though I'm not sure how Urkin would get out. Uh, yeah, right? How would you get out? Yeah. I mean, Same I way he fence. got out of the crate, obviously. Oh, yeah, you can drop down and walk away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like nobody thinks that it have that's how Dragonborn. Um, uh... <laughs> that's how Dragonborn are born. They fall out of trees. 
Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Four from trees. <laughs> Don't say that around Hamish. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> you think I've been reborn? <laughs> um, next time you fall out of a tree, you'll be like, you'll be a new man. Congratulations. <laughs> um, oh god. How close to kind of like a major fucking is this cemetery? Like, could I like conceivably hop the fence, walk around the church, and like pretend to be drunk, being like, I'm just walking home now because I've done. Yeah, considering that you're on the far east side against the fence and yeah. everyone's kind of looking at the center of the graveyard, yeah, you could totally hop the fence uh, easy yeah. enough. Um, I would make you would roll a stealth because uh, wrought yeah. iron gate or wrought iron fences tend to be kind of rickety. So, yes. well, the other thing was like how conceivably, like how weird would it be for me to like walk around the church pretending to be a little drunk, yelling um, things? Probably not too odd. Okay. So I am going, I think I'm going to do that. All right, so roll me a stealth. That's more telling me about the fence than anything, because yeah. hop, hopping a short fence, I think it's only five feet tall. It's not a big deal. Okay, and this is where things go downhill. <laughs> 12. All right, not not bad. So it, it would make a tiny amount of noise, but no one's really like looking for it. it. So you, you managed to hop over without mm -hmm. too much incident. And it'll take you a little time to walk around the perimeter of the church. So in the meantime, I've moved you to the other side of the church. In the meantime, uh, Hamish, Chakova, Erkin, anyone else doing anything? Or are you just going to, like, wait for stuff to happen? Hamish I'm wants gonna to get a, waiting. Yeah, Hamish wants to get a better look at this graffiti. So he's going to try and edge forward a little bit more so that he can get a a sight line to it. All right, yeah, that wouldn't you have to, would not have to move very far, but you are getting closer to to the crowd. So roll me a stealth, and it is a hair hair more difficult. Sixteen. Ooh, see, hey. Hamish is on the roll. So I'd say you move a, <laughs> a little bit southeast, get yourself like a diagonal view line to the graffiti. At this point, the teenager doing it walks, uh, takes a step away, goes back to chatting with people. You now have a pretty clear sight, and I won't even really make you roll perception. Uh, the, it's a symbol you don't entirely recognize, although it does vaguely resemble like a stylized M. But this is kind of like a like a gang tag of kind of thing. Doesn't look mystical though. No. Or cultish. Well, maybe it could be construed that way. Ah, uh, let's see if Hamish construes it that way. That's a good question. <laughs> Cause Wisdom? Because people have all kinds of weird conceptions about, like, gang signs and gang symbols, and that squiggly S we did in middle school is somehow related to gangs, even though it's oh, not at all. God. Oh, God. <laughs> that <laughs> Remember that thing? 12 saving through. How do you interpret that? Um... Alright, given that the other available evidence Hamish is going to interpret and from what he's heard with the planning of it and how this may be a cult or it may not, it probably isn't, he's going to interpret this as a bunch of bored teenagers. Um, but he's also now realised that he is very close to them and needs to get out without being noticed. Okay, so he's gonna he's gonna plan a stealthy retreat without drawing attention to himself. How many torches do they have? 
Uh, two. Okay. So in that case, the one closest to you to... has a light source, and then like the one kind of furthest from you also has a light source. Hamish is gonna cast uh, control flame on the one closest to him and try and extinguish that torch. Oh boy. Oh boy. All right. Uh, roll. Uh, cast control flame, and let me see what the spell does. <clears throat> Especially knowing his difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> this could go very badly. This could really go horribly wrong. Uh, all right. uh, let's see. Hey, that went really well. You choose a non-magical flame that you can see within range that fits within a five-foot cube. You affect it in one of the following ways. Expand it. Um, extinguish it. Or, yeah, so you don't even really need to roll. Like, extinguish is easy. It's controlling yeah. bigger flames. That's the hard part. So you extinguish right, right. the flame closest to you. And the this will... I, I would say that, that would make your stealth check a bit easier. And, and the teenager holding the torch, like, looks very confused at it. Like, what the hell? And, like, kind of... He casually walks over to the person with the other torch and, you know, touches torches to relight it and... In that moment, there's really only one team that's really close to you. So, so at that moment, Hamish is going to attempt to kind of like quietly but quickly yeah. crawl away back through the gate. Yeah, tiptoe away. Let's roll stealth. Nine. Ooh. Okay. You, you did enough actions that I would allow a nine. So it, it's not the quietest, but these teenagers are, are chit-chatting, and the one one of them that was really close to you was really just distracted by the momentary darkness. Like, like what the hell's going Cowboy on? Cowboy yeah, so they're not paying terribly close attention. So so they so Hamish gets away pretty much scot free. So at this point, let's say it's about ten o'clock at night, and something strange starts to happen. Everyone roll a perception for me. Oh boy. Ooh. Oh no. Skills. Oh no. Eleven from Erkin. Oh, I thought no. I, Liam I thought is I a critical a minute, failure. Liam. <laughs> I'm on the other side of a chair. In my defense, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Although you could still percep perceive this, but you're trying to get into character. You're psyching yourself up for this drunk roll. <laughs> Jacoba got a sixteen. Uh, you know what? Well, fuck it. Let me roll for Jeremy too. He, he's a full-fledged member of this party. He deserves <laughs> to roll perception. Four. Nah. He's he's kind of marveling in Hamish's uh, fantastic stealth skills. <laughs> so, um, Jacova, Erkin, yeah, Jacova and Erkin, you both notice oh, that the, <laughs> yeah, just, just two of you. Wow. Oh, no. You notice that the wind starts to pick up quite a bit, and it's like, it almost feels like it's not a, not a normal wind, and Jacova with a 16, you notice coming from considering you're in like the backside of the graveyard you see coming towards you from outside of the graveyard like a stream of purple lights it almost looks like a will-o'-the-wisp but made of uh like dim purple lights and the lights start to swim around the graveyard uh going in between in between uh headstones and <laughs> and the uh, and the tombstones and at first the teenagers don't seem to notice but as it passes by a torch the torch goes out 
And as it passes by another torch, the other torch goes out. At this point, the teenagers start to sound a little panicked. Like, this isn't normal. This is not a standard night for them. They were just hanging out. And they start to see the lights. And uh, one of the girls uh, screams and tries to... And just kind of runs out of the graveyard. And you hear the other ones go like, hey, wait! And they, they try to follow. And Jakova, actually... The lights head, for a moment, head straight for you. Do you have any reaction to that? Other than observing. He's probably going to flinch a little bit, but other than that... Yeah, that, that's fair. Probably probably not. Okay, so, it appears that the lights are heading straight for you, but they don't. They stop at the statue you're at, and then sink into and below the statue. And for a moment, it's quiet. Other than the teenagers making a hasty retreat out. Jimmy, for his part, is enjoying watching the teenagers leave, but he's no longer leaning against the gate. He's, like, engaged. He's like, what the hell? You see him looking around, trying to see what's going on, but otherwise not taking any actions. And after a few moments, the lights come out from below the statue of the paladin, and instead of being a stream of purple lights, they're a solid purple ball. And then they fly off to the east to a nearby gravestone. Uh, everyone, um, I want to say everyone, but people who can see. Um, Urkin's the only one at the right angle <laughs> to see, so Urkin, roll, uh. roll perception to see if you can see whose tomb this, or whose grave this is. Okay. Thir Thirteen perception. Uh, you, you don't see too many details, but the big name that you see on it says simply spot, mm -hmm. and, the, and the ball goes into it. Uh, it says what? Spot. Spot. <laughs> spot. 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 Is this spot. budget spot? Spot. Spot. <laughs> See spot run. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, no. a pet name. Budget spot. <laughs> so all the teenagers okay. are out. Allow me to remove them from the map. And then you start to hear rumbling from beneath the ground. And raising up from the grave is none other and Urkin actually uh, would recognize the name of this he's a eh, not terribly but semi-famous like animal in the history of Fair Bay of being like the only known trained pet giant badger <laughs> <laughs> and All right. so now Spot okay. the zombie has broken out of the ground zombie spot zombie spot and mm -hmm. not only that but <laughs> the two bushes that were planted next to his tombstone stand up. <laughs> a shrubbery. Yep, a giant badger and two awakened shrubs. And so, how is what is everyone's reaction to this? <laughs> Jacoba's gonna put a hand on his rapier, about to draw it, and just see what's going on after that well pretty quickly the badger <laughs> locks on to jimmy who's the only person around here in plain sight and it starts to stalk towards him and jimmy uh let me let me roll a little check for him i'm gonna roll a bravery check two <laughs> <laughs> actually he does not no 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 two he does not freak the fuck out He's locked oh. in place. Oh no. <laughs> so, 
He's paralyzed. He oh, that bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's He sees a zombie badger of the famous spot <laughs> and is just frozen. No movement, no scream, just... What the fuck? <laughs> okay, knock him out so we can deal with the badger. <laughs> just club him over the head. It'll be fine. And, and Jimmy, hearing Jacoba yell across the graveyard, he looks at Jacoba and goes... That was out of character. <laughs> I should have said, said that, but I didn't, so it's fine. No, <laughs> Whatever. No, you can't communicate. I'm rolling in, with it. You gotta communicate in character or out of character. Come on. Yeah, I'm stupid. <laughs> yeah, so you communicate in character across across the graveyard, come over the head, Urkin, and Jimmy looks at Jacoba and goes, What? And, <laughs> 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 like, he, he looks at the side like he wants to look around, but he's still kind of paralyzed, and he just kind of ends up locking, locking back on to Spot. Let me rename the token from Giant Badger to Spot. <laughs> Giant Badger and Awakened Shrubs. Oh, I'm Awakened leaving the Awakened Shrubs. That's what they are. All Left Shrub and Right Shrub. Uh, sure, I'll, I'll call them that. Christ. Thing one and thing two. Left Shrub's gonna become a meme. Oh, God Shrub. <laughs> Left. That's even better. Awakened Shrub. Giant Rips. Badger and the Awakened Shrubs is the name of my new band. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a new age band. It's all synth wave. It's like it's like the bad indie music. Okay, so who is doing what? <laughs> I'm gonna jump out of the tree over the gate. Fence. Alright, sure. Uh, roll acrobatics to see if you can land on your feet. Won't be a terribly high check, just don't break an ankle. Uh, Jesus. Nine. Good enough. I, it's I not hurt terribly. Something. Yeah, it's not. No, you don't hurt anything. It's not terribly elegant, but you do land on both yeah. feet very firmly. Alright, so you're ready to engage Spot. So allow me to pull up yes. the initiative tracker. Is anyone else. Uh, at Urkin's uh, readiness to battle, is everyone else going to be joining? Oh, I think so. Jacoba will. All right, everyone. He'll come out of hiding and draw his rapier. Uh, all right, everyone roll <laughs> initiative. And Hamish is going to turn to Jeremy and say, well, this is why we warmed up. Where is initiative? It's... Oh, uh-oh. What? <laughs> 315s, oh God. Wow. What? <laughs> no pressure or anything. Um, All right. Should I roll initiative? Seven, eight. Um, yeah, let, let's say at that point you're around <laughs> the corner. <laughs> Good God. What the hell's happening? All right. So for listeners at home, Jeremy rolled a 15. Urkin rolled a 15. Jacoba rolled a 15. Uh, the Spot rolled a 7. One of the Awakened, awakened Shrubs rolled a 15. Left. The other one rolled a 10. And Rob rolled a 19. So there's a lot of 15s. Um. Yeah, I broke the streak. Uh, let me look at the stats <laughs> for everyone. Shit. Um, I didn't think this was gonna matter. Um, <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, let me. Jesus. Let me put this in descending order. Hamish goes first. Let me look at the stats for the shrubs. Um. I say have everybody roll again. All right. Um. Feels like the easiest way to do it. All right, I'll, I'll put the shrubs at the bottom of the 15s, and 
Jacoba's decks is really good. <laughs> um, Erkin, what, what's your decks? Uh, zero. Okay, so the initiative order is as follows. Hamish, Jacoba, Erkin, Jeremy, Awaken Shrub left, Awaken Shrub right, Liam, and Spot. So, <laughs> Hamish. Beautiful. Unfortunately, you're quite a ways away. That's all right. But you can sprint, so... <laughs> No, I'm actually just going to move to here, and I think that puts me in range. Oh, that's right. Here's my county here. Is there a way? Why would you measure this again? There's a ruler thing, isn't there? It's the little circle thing. Thing us. Little circle thing. <laughs> oh, what did I just do? Okay, I broke it. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful broke the circle. There we go. It is now a triangle. All right, I'm actually looking at Awakened Shrub left. Yeah, I'm within range. Okay, I'm going to cast Create Bonfire on Awakened Shrub left. Create oh, Bonfire, no. oh my. Oh no. Poor shrubbery. And so it's going to be a moving burning shrub. <laughs> what happens when you add fire to zombies? They become burning zombies. Well, Fiery zombies of doom and death. You know what? I'm gonna roll initiative for Jimmy too. For the bonfire? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, so any creature in the bonfire space when I cast the spell must succeed on a deck saving throw or take 1d8 fire damage. Oh, that's and, not as bad as I thought it was. And the bonfire oh, ignites flammable it. objects in the area that aren't being worn or carried. I don't know if oh, being geez. a shrub counts as being worn or carried, but... How appropriate, Jimmy rolled <laughs> Jimmy rolled a three. <laughs> he's he's not paying attention. So God damn it. Alright, so I will give him the opportunity to save out of his paralyzed terror. But that's not happening anytime soon. Alright. So create bonfire. Five foot cube of fire. They must succeed on a deck saving throw or take 1d8. Well, I don't know if you know how dexterous shrubs may be, <laughs> but... Uh, I'm dying to know. I will inform you that it is not very much. What is your spell save, DC? Uh, 13. Oh, no. I thought your your uh, save DC was higher than that. Ooh, meet to beat. It rolled a 13. Oh, no. I thought I was hoping you'd, you'd be a 14. So uh, if it saves, it takes, takes no damage. damage. I think. Yeah, it takes no damage. But this is a concentration spell. Yeah. So you can use a bonus to move it? Does it say that? Um, no. <laughs> it can't be moved. Oh, that's interesting. doesn't say that. I and can it, use control flames to move it. Can you? I mean, I guess. Probably. In my next round. Oh, uh, but then I have to drop concentration so that we go out. So that wouldn't work. Um, no, control flames isn't concentration. So you can cast yeah, non-concentration but... spells oh, while maintaining well, concentration. Okay, then I can do that. Uh, yeah, sure. I would allow that. I allow you to use your action for a control flame spell to move your create bonfire. I okay. would allow that. That's a nice synergy of spells. <laughs> That's not explicitly allowed, but I'm saying fuck. <laughs> You're, you're maintaining the flames, and then you're controlling them separately. So, 
Okay. But Sounds you dealt good. no damage to Awakened Shrub left. Jacoba. So I set fire to the ground all around it, but missed the shrub entirely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, yeah, you said it stood up. Didn't realize that you had to cast it on its head rather than on the ground. So ah. its feet are a little scorched, but it doesn't seem to care. I am going to cast Bane on all three of them. Up to three creatures of your choice that you can see within range must make charisma saving throws. And whenever a target that fails this saving throw makes an attack roll or saving throw before the spell ends, the target must roll a d4 and subtract it. So anti-bless, which is fantastic. So you're rolling against all three people or all three enemies, spot and the shrubs. These are charisma saves. Um, I don't know how charismatic <laughs> you think a giant badger and two awakened shrubs are, but I will tell you, it is not very. So while you're getting that straight, I will roll for for spots, and now I will roll for the two shrubs. And there you go. Fifteen DC saving throw. Uh, Shrub left did save by some miracle of RNG, but spot and shrub right did not. So I'm gonna add a little symbol on roll twenty here. Uh, let's see, what should I put for Bane? Hmm. Ah, I'll put this little screaming head. That'll be nice. That works. So these two have anti-bless, which is fantastic, to be honest. Yep. All right. Is that your turn? Yes, it is. All righty. Urkin. Okay. I'm going to move one to there. And... I'm going to use my breath weapon on spot. Ooh, I forgot uh, Dragonborn have that. You get to use that like once per long yeah. rest? Yes. Alrighty. It's a great time oh, to wait. do it. It's, it's a short rest. Really? Yeah. Damn. Damn, I thought it was it was worse than that. That's great. Alright, let it rip. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. You're, uh, is it, 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 let it rip. Oh, that's right. You, you're a uh, flames. Uh, is it an attack or is it a save? It's, uh, it's, uh... I think it's save. Yeah, I would think because it's an AoE, right? That's typically how it is in 5th edition. Yeah. Mm. Let's see. 5th edition, Dragonborn. Breath weapon. I think DC is... I don't know. 12 decks, You can use your action to exhale destructive energy. Um, Yeah, it says they're all dex saves. Yeah. But it doesn't say in the compendium what that save... Or no, wait, here we go. Um, the DC for the saving throw equals 8 plus your con modifier plus your proficiency bonus. So whatever that is. So And it's 2d6 damage. And then right. half, half damage on a successful save. Yeah. So uh, the, the DC is 12. 12. Alrighty. So let's see how dexterous the badger is. Uh, not terrible. Ah, uh, what... <laughs> Well, he rolled two, so <laughs> he takes nine fire damage, which does, fucks him up pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, wait. Um. Oh, not that it matters, but uh, I'm going to roll a d4 because he has Bane, and he rolled a three, so he technically got a negative one <laughs> oh, Jesus. on his dexterity saving throw thanks to Bane. Beautiful. It is now Jeremy's turn. Amazing. However, Yay. Jeremy is on the complete opposite side of the map, 
So the best he can do, sadly, is to uh, dash. So he's going to do just that. He's going <laughs> to... So everyone sees Captain Jeremy Bones sprinting towards the fray. <laughs> Christ. You go, Captain. So now, Awaken Shrub left. He's going to... Eh. Let's see. There's three people that are really good candidates. I'm just gonna roll a d6 to see who it goes clockwise, starting with Erkin. Roll a four. One, two, three, four. He's going towards Jeremy. And the bush oh, no. is going to... Oh no! Jeremy! The bush crits. Oh no. Fortunately, no. the bush does not do a lot of damage and it deals six damage. But Jeremy does not have a ton of hit points. He's alive, so to speak. But that hurt. <laughs> so the bush runs straight towards Jeremy rakes some branches across his bones tears up the cloak a little bit and you hear Jeremy scream in his way ah! <laughs> he's in distress he wasn't ready for this he just sprinted into the fray trying to help <laughs> awaken shrub eight I'm going to roll randomly again, but there's only two candidates, Jacoba or Erkin. going to just roll uh, evens on Erkin. Evens. Awaken Shrub right. Sick. He rolls to attack, and he rolls a four to hit. So the Shrub, much more sluggish than his left-handed brother, <laughs> uh, again, flings out some sticks at at Jacoba, but his it just isn't anything. Erkin. Oh, yes, Erkin. Damn it. <laughs> I'll learn these damn people's names. <laughs> There's not that much of a similarity between yeah, us. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but he, he he waves out of Urkin and just just uh, it bounces off of off of his armor. Like really sticks. <laughs> Liam, you have just rounded the corner of the church, so you're not all that far away. But you are still. Eh, yeah, you could. Well, need to get around the fence, so you could really running around the the gate. And you can get to pretty much the awakened shrub right. Or left, actually. They're both kind of spaced out. Um, yeah, but I probably have no freaking clue what is going on. Well, there's a zombie. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and so if you think I walk around the corner, there's shrubs in a different place and a zombie badger. And I'm what the fuck is going on? Yes, and, and uh, the man who arrived before is still standing there. Yeah, uh, it totally shocked and bewildered but the teenagers are um <laughs> all the yes and jerry Mo oh jeremy Bodes did scream yes that is true so the much. the shrub the shrub had attacked him and it hurt him and he did screech um yeah <clears throat> so it would be hearing jeremy bones scream being like what the hell is going on popping around the corner there are shrubs in different places and a zombie badger <laughs> um What the fuck is going on? Um, I feel like it would take Liam a second to assess what is going on. Uh, fair. It's a very confusing scene. Yeah. And so I think at best he would move up to here. And I think that's all he'd be able to do. So he moves up behind Jimmy and tries to get a grip on things. Do you have any range yeah. tokens of any kind? I 
do? I have my vicious mockery. Yes, you could always ready an action if you like. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think if the um zombie badger does anything aggressive towards um Erkin, I am going to hit it. See, I'd want to do it if the zombie badger moves to attack Erkin. I am going to hit it with a vicious mockery. All right. I think that would be my ready to action. Speaking of zombie badger, it is Spot's turn. <laughs> um, and he is moving towards Erkin. And Correct. so he's going to get a vicious mockery. All right. Well, lay it on me. And it's a wisdom okay. save, right? I believe it is. All right. Well, he's an undead badger. So, ooh. You said your save was 14? Yes. He meets. Then nothing happens. Bane does not help with saves. Ew. Bane, I don't believe effect saves because there are very few things that actually. All right. The target must roll a d4 and subtract the number rolled from the attack roll or saving throw. Oh, that's right. Oh shit! It does hit saving. Wow. I forgot okay. about uh -huh. yeah. I, I forgot about Bane. So yeah, uh, he removes two, and so he fails the save. So he takes the d4 and he has disadvantage on his next attack. So roll a d4 damage. One damage, not much, oh. but. A, uh, he he's disadvantage on his next attack roll. Yes. So he's already hurting. So and so Bane and <laughs> Vicious Mockery. Alright, yeah. so so disadvantage. He he gets two attacks, by the way. Both attacks are mm. at disadvantage. One was an eight minus three, and the other was an eleven minus two. So I assume not none of that hits <laughs> None of, them, none of them hit Urkin's AC. What was the first one again? Uh, it was an eight minus three. So yeah, no, none of them do. Yeah. <laughs> so none of it hits. Uh, between the, like the bane and the vicious mockery, Spot is just not having it, and he's hurting. He got torched earlier. He's in a bad way. It is now Jimmy's turn in the initiative, and let's see if he can save against being absolutely fucking terrified. Nope, he rolled a three. <laughs> so, Jimmy is still completely paralyzed. Did he shit himself yet? He didn't crit fail. <laughs> if he crit failed, he was definitely peeing himself. But that's not what happened. So, back top of the initiative, it is Hamish's turn. Uh, well, I'm looking at the map and noticing that where that bush was before, there's actually a tree in that space. So my first question is, did that tree catch fire? This is the barn. Now it's the graveyard. <laughs> All right. So, what exactly are you attempting? Well, I'm just asking if the tree caught fire when I cast create bonfire in the space uh, that no, had the it was, shrub in it. It was just tree... south of the tree, so no, because it was only oh, five it feet. was okay. Yeah, it's only five feet, so I thought it was a bit further away. No. Uh, well, since the awakened shrub has um, hit my buddy Jeremy, uh, I'm gonna have to step forward and send a firebolt at it. All right. Um, let me pull up his AC. Alright, roll to hit. So, I'm gonna have to collect damage. And what is it with this firebolt? Is it a saving throw? No, it's a hit. Just a hit? Yep. Okay. It's so a hit, roll, and there's damage. damage. 
Boom. 16 to hit. That hits. And it deals three fire damage. So Hamish throws a bolt, and being a shrub, it just torches a clean hole in the shrub. But it has no internal organs, so it only slows it down a little <laughs> bit. Um, and it ignites any worn thing by it. So he, he is smoldering a little bit. Jakova. There's a couple things I can do. And I think I'm just going to run down there. And... Uh, Thunderwave is the obvious choice, right? Yes. That always goes so well in the show <laughs> and here. What's the range for that thing? Uh, it's an AoE like around yourself, I think. Yep. <laughs> and I'm making joke, obviously. Isn't it um, like 10 foot radius? I'm not so sure that you are. <laughs> uh, how does advantage on this? Uh, advantage on what? Because I'm going uh, to use my rapier on right bush oh, there. Um, sure, we can use the show's version of flanking, where if there's two people adjacent to it, you have advantage. Yeah. So, sure, I'll roll with that. Hadn't give it mu had not given it much thought before now. So, yeah, well, let's make that a thing. You are technically flanking, so roll to attack. Sure. Roll 20 will automatically roll twice. And so just take the higher of the two. Ooh, okay. damn. There we go. Yeah, 20 definitely hits, and you'll deal 11 damage, and it kills the shrub. H how do you kill oh. the shrub? Well, rapiers aren't really uh, choppy, choppy things. Correct. <laughs> so I can't really chop it up. Uh, <laughs> it's all the more impressive, really, that you stabbed it to death. Yep. It's like a little kid who's playing in the park with a stick, and he finds a spider web in a tree and he's just like poking and swinging it around <laughs> seeing what happens <laughs> the, the awakened shrub is no more Erkin yes your turn <clears throat> what do you do I am gonna bring my mace crashing down onto this onto Spot's head oh man oh poor Spot may he rest in peace a second time <laughs> I hope you bless my <laughs> <laughs> Alright, 13 to hit will hit, but you crit failed your damage, so you dealt 2 damage. Yeah. And oh, no. Spot is still standing. Now, Spot is pretty fucked up at this point. It's hard to tell because he's a zombie, but he's got dense, he's torched, he's got pieces missing, and he's moving real slow. And it is Jeremy's oh, turn. I popped out. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's got one eye uh, dangling. Oh, gross. <laughs> it is Jeremy's turn. Jeremy, the fearless warrior, will uh, just use his, his claw-like hands to try and end the shrub. Oh, damn, he was at seven before. Because they're the same character, that's why. All right. Um, all right, he will... I'm going to have to, like, give Jeremy proper character sheet and everything. But for now, I'm just going to use the standard skeleton attack. Man. He rolls a 21 to hit. God damn. Heck yeah. Damn. And he deals six damage, which is not enough to kill this shrub. But 
it is a sad looking shrub now. It's just a, a couple of wood legs with some twigs and leaves hanging on the top. But it does get an extra chance to try and attack Jeremy Bones. And it rolls a 10 to hit, which does hit Jeremy's AC because he's not wearing any armor. And oh no. But oh, Jeremy. it only deals one damage. Hmm. However, even though this hit is much less severe than the last one, Jeremy screams no less loudly. <laughs> Excellent. Going from sound alone, you'd think this shrub had nearly killed him. I expect nothing less from our bony boy. <laughs> Liam, it is your turn. Uh, you yes. have two enemies that are on their last legs. You ha and <laughs> So which one will you go after? Who will you help? Well, I mean, Jeremy is in mortal danger. Clearly, yes. Um, what do I have? Uh, that. Um, so I'm going to move up to here, and apparently I have a scimitar that I'm using. Uh-huh. I have a scimitar. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, and so I am going to attack. That hits. You crit failure damage, but that doesn't matter. He had one hit point left. The shrub yeah. has been slain. And this is a slicing weapon, so like I cleave off the top of the shrubbery. Yeah, yeah. As if you would decapitate. So you can chop it up. Yeah. Yes, I can chop it up. It is as if you, you swing as though you have decapitated it, but it was a stick on legs. So you cut off a branch and it falls over. <laughs> and Jeremy yeah. praises you for your efforts. Great job, minion! That's right, he does. <laughs> Wait, minion! <laughs> it is Jeremy, Smut's turn! We're going to have to talk about this later. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> it's not the first time he's called you that. <laughs> Liam will remember this. Actually, I think it's the first time he called <laughs> Liam that, because before um, Hamish and uh, Jacobo were born. Liam will remember that. And he called them minions. <laughs> So. Yeah, he went on the tirade about how he'll be uh, kicked out of the army. Yeah, 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 that's right. All right, well, this is probably Spot's last hurrah. Oh, God. Spot crit. Oh, oh no. <laughs> uh... And the second attack did not crit, but it was a 19 to hit after, <laughs> after Bane. So, okay. So the first attack is, is 11 damage. Oh shit! Wow. <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! Uh, okay. Ow. How many hit points uh, do you have? I have two right now. Well, the second attack deals five damage. Fucking hell. Okay. Well, I'm unconscious. Sick. And it is Jimmy's turn. <laughs> is Jimmy oh, gonna no. be the hero who saves the day? Probably not. No. No, it just shits his pants. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you say that. No. <laughs> he, no, he didn't, did he? He didn't. He did. He rolled a one. <laughs> yes! So watching the zombie badger knock knock out and bloody this, dra this large dragonborn man, Jimmy's going to piss himself. And have any of you seen Galaxy Quest? <laughs> yes. No. Do you remember the scene after the whole crew gets beamed to the spaceship? And after a few minutes of total silence, Guy just screams his head off. 
Right, yes. It's basically that. Jimmy's been quiet for a couple rounds of combat. So for about 10 seconds, he's been quiet. And then Jakova goes down, and Jimmy just screams. Just, Which is... And it's a long one. And it's ear-piercing and annoying. And it is Hamish's turn. All right, I, was hoping, well, I was hoping Jimmy would crit, and I would give him an action to take out Spot. But no, <laughs> he had to piss himself. <laughs> I feel like that's better. And, yeah, for his character, but I wanted him to win. <laughs> I'm rooting for Jimmy, even though he's an asshole. <laughs> and he won't even, Hamish even know is, yet. Um, Hamish has let the success of his spells go to his head here. Oh, no. So he is going to bring out the big guns to try and finish Spot off. Oh, no. And he is going to fire Chaos Bolt. All oh, right. no. What? Give it a go. What does, what does that do? I think I know what that is. It's like a chromatic orb, basically, right? Well, yeah, it's kind of random uh, damage oh, that it does. Jesus Christ. Alrighty, Oof. so you roll a seven to uh, hit, which misses. Oh. <laughs> How bad of a miss, though? Uh, he rolled a seven, so it's not too bad of it. Not bad enough to hit a downed earth. <laughs> Thank God. So the shot goes wide. Uh, let's roll a d8 to see what kind of damage he deals to the nearby ground. <laughs> That's really weird. Um, oh, come on. Five. I think it is. D8. Okay, that's lightning. Or no. Yeah, you oh, rolled a five once. Uh, yeah, so five is, is lightning. Yeah. So th there's a crash and a boom, and there's a small smoldering hole in the in the grass. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real shame I didn't just do psychic damage to the ground. But... I was kind of hoping it'd be psychic damage because I would have just had all the grass was... like shrivel and die, like turn black. <laughs> like, oh no, you destroyed his tiny brains. Jacoba, it is your turn. Hello. Shift on down there, and same as always, but I'm not sure if advantage counts for. Nope. Nope. Oh, nope. Well, does a five kill it? Uh, Wait. yes. Actually. <laughs> nope, that's that's an eight. No, it's... Uh, he, you are flanking. Alright, that's right. He's down, so no, you aren't flanking. So an eight does not yeah. hit. Uh, <sighs> Erkin, roll a death saving throw, buddy. Uh... No. Uh, oh, it's that. It's on the core stats. Five. Oh, it's no. one failure. <laughs> Jeremy Bones. Jeremy, seeing that Jakova is down... Says Erkin. Erkin. God damn it! Why the fuck do I keep mixing them up? Right. He sees that Erkin is down and says, "Don't worry, buddy. I'm coming." And he sprints towards Spot. All right, I <coughs> I want Jeremy to be the hero of the story here. All right. We all want Jeremy to be the hero of the story. <laughs> oh and, yes. And guess what? He is. Is he? Yes! 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 Jeremy rolls an 18 to hit, which hits, and he deals 7 damage, which kills Spot, the zombie badger. Again. Jeremy, after being rescued by Liam from the shrub, he sees his friend down, his minion, his precious minion, and he sprints <laughs> over Liam, over, over to Spot, and just claws and rakes at Spot, ripping him to pieces, and Spot stops moving. And he turns over to uh, to Erkin and says, "Wake up!" And he starts shaking him, not doing CPR or anything, but just shaking him like, "Wake up, damn you!" <laughs> and that ends combat. 
Oh, sweet Jesus. By the way, Jimmy is still screaming. <laughs> and he has Beautiful. Moved, this, this whole combat. But he's also unharmed, so that's good. So, does anyone have any healing? I'm pretty sure... I'm, I was three points away from dying. <laughs> I have a healing word that I could give him. Alright, please do. Uh, where is... Alright, two hit two. points. So, he's, up, <laughs> he's at two hit points. Urkin is up. Amazing. It's fine. You're, you're bruised and bloodied and tired, but you're alive. I suppose that's something. <laughs> so, I think that's a good place to stop the session for this. <laughs> I think that is the perfect time to end it. Next time... That was our first proper Yeah, fight. it was. It was. <laughs> it was. And there was some spooky shit going on. A zombie rose up from the grave. A couple shrubs came mm. to life. The shrub yeah. nearly killed Jeremy. That oh, would have been tragic. Thingies. Yeah, yeah, there was like some purple lights. You don't know what those are. Nope. No. Um... And Umbrin is not going to believe a fucking word we say. <laughs> Amish has never used that spell before, and he had no idea he could shoot lightning bolts out his hands. So he's just standing there, just kind of staring at his hand. Um, I believe it's lightning bolts out of your arse. <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone, thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions or comments, please send them to dnrfancast at gmail.com. That's the letters dnrfancast at gmail.com. And also, be sure to check out our website, dnrfancast.com. <laughs>